Real Estate Reckoning with your host, Doug Wolf. Welcome to Real Estate Reckoning, and this is Doug Wolf, and I want to thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Uh, just a couple of disclosures before I get started. I am a principal broker licensed in the state of Virginia, and I am with Redefy Real Estate. And so some of the things that we're going to discuss may or may not apply to the state or the country that you're in, in reference to uh, common law and what we do here in Virginia. As I said, it may be different. So I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that. Our topic today is going to be pricing a home properly. And uh, this is when a seller is getting ready to list their home. I think the biggest challenge that uh, myself and my team run into is whether or not the home is priced properly. And so sellers traditionally think that buyers will negotiate a list price down. And I'll tell you that if it is uh, priced above market value, it will definitely get negotiated down. Uh, buyers are not going to pay more than a home is worth, and appraisers will definitely not let that happen. So if it's anything other than a cash deal, there will be a, an appraiser involved, and the appraiser is going to make sure that it is worth what the bank is willing to put a mortgage on for. So that's pretty much the first thing that we uh, want to make sure that we clarify with a seller is that even if a buyer is willing to pay more, more than market value, which really isn't very common in today's market, the appraiser is going to come back and he's going to shoot that offer down and just say, nope, here's what it's worth. And so that's where we get into determining how much a home is worth and really keeping in mind that what a buyer at this point in time is willing to pay is, is generally what a home is worth. So how do we figure that out? How do we figure out what market value is? Well, if we looked at the stock market and I told you that your stock was trading for $100, would you ask your stockbroker to sell it for $150? I mean, you might ask him to do that. But the question is, is whether or not he could actually find somebody who was willing to pay $50 more than what he could pay for it pretty much on the open market. And I understand that homes are a little bit different in that all the homes aren't the same. Mine has a sunroom. Mine has you know, four bedrooms versus three bedrooms. All those things we take into account when we're establishing market value. And so I get it. It's not exactly like trading stock. But if they were all comparable, which is what our job is to do to find comparable properties, and we'll talk about a little bit more of that in a second, we're going to uh, we're going to do everything we can to find comparable properties. So um, it's the same with real estate as far as as far as establishing value, establishing stock, establishing real estate. It's based upon past performance. We do a an analysis of establishing what the past performance was or is of a certain subdivision, a certain area, and based upon that, we establish value. Um, and once again, of course, we know not every home is the same, and uh, and we have different markets. Sometimes we have a buyer's market, sometimes we have a seller's market, but the concept is definitely the same. The concept of how much is a buyer willing to pay is, is definitely the same, no matter whether it's a buyer market or a seller market. Now, in different areas of the country, it could have a completely different relationship as far as your market could be different than my local market here in Hampton Roads, Virginia. 
So that's definitely going to come into play. But the but what is going on in the market will be reflected in the market analysis. So you'll be able to see that because the market analysis is so specific. So let's talk a little bit more about that. We have a, a local furniture company and uh, that that furniture store pretty much has a sale every weekend. And so the question is, is why? Why would they have a, a sale every single weekend? And that's kind of a silly question. It's because they want prospective buyers to come into the store to see the value of the furniture, right? And that's, and that's pretty much what we're looking to do with real estate. We want them to see the value of your home to get them in the door. So once in the store, a buyer might even buy something that wasn't even for sale, wasn't even advertised. And that's the, that's the nice thing about establishing the value of a home. You're going to get people that might not even have been interested in looking in that area, and now they are. And so we've captured them because of the value, because of the price. So going back to the, the furniture store, um, these people might even end up buying something that they didn't even know that they want or needed. And, and that's exactly what we're looking to do and accomplish with buyers, buyers that are not necessarily looking at a, at a specific neighborhood where the listing is, where you're trying to sell your home, but because the value is so great that they are willing to take a look at it. And as long as they come in and they fall in love with it, and there's the value, they might overlook that it wasn't exactly the dream neighborhood they were shooting for in the first place. Outside of distress sales, foreclosures, short sales, things like that, divorce situations, residential real estate is bought and sold on emotion. People fall in love with the property. People fall in love with the home. Can a buyer get emotionally attached to a home by looking at pictures or a visual tour? Not likely. They need to come into the house many, many times when we go into a home with buyers. It's, man, I really feel like this is the right one. You can't get that from pictures. You can't get that from a video, a visual tour. And you're never going to get that if you've overpriced the house and nobody's coming in to look at the home. It's just not going to happen. We need to get people into the home. They fall in love with it. I have to have it. And if we have enough of those people coming in, what happens? A lot of times we have multiple offers. We have multiple people that are interested in this specific property and they're willing to pay market value for it. Obviously, they still can't pay more than market value, but we got them in the door by pricing it below market value and showing them, come on in, check this out, just like the furniture store does. Come on in, check it out, see what's for sale. And then all of a sudden, man, I've got to have this sofa. Well, this isn't the one that's on sale. Yeah, I know, but it's a great sofa. I've got to have this house. Well, this house is probably going to go for a little bit more than what they've listed it at. Uh, it's going to go at market value. And of course it is. Does a seller have to sell a house if somebody makes an offer on it? Not in Virginia. There's a commission due, but as long as the fulfillment of the contract uh, of the listing agreement is fulfilled, there's a commission due. Now, understand, that's if a buyer is buying it cash, no contingencies, no inspections. And that very, very, very rarely happens. So to find a buyer 
that isn't going to require those things is very unlikely. But let's get back on point. What tool do we use to get buyers in the door? Well, we use value. Value is what we use to get people in the door. Obviously, we use pictures and things like that. But if the value is there, much like the furniture store having a sale, if we can show value, the perception of value gets buyers in the door. And so when a seller says to us, you know, not a lot of people are coming to look at my house. Okay, well, we've got some options. And those options would certainly be we could move the location of the property to somewhere where it's going to... uh, be more of a value at this price. We could maybe change the school district where it's more of a value at, at this price. We could add square footage. Uh, none of those things are realistic. So what do we have to do? We have to reduce the price because the buyers, by not coming to look at it, certainly by not making an offer, what they're telling us is that I'm not interested in this home at this price because there's no value there for me. And so we need to get them in the door. And so what we do is we encourage sellers to price it below market value, have a sale, have a sale, get them in the door. You know, for example, a seller wants to sell their home. Uh, a market analysis prepared by a realtor shows that the home will sell at a range of 295,000 to 310,000. So we've got a range there. The seller says, well, let's start at 350 and then we can come down to 325. Well, 350. Who's going to go to the furniture store and that says, hey, our furniture's overpriced. Come and look at it. They're not going to. It's the same with a home. Who's going to go and look at a home that starts off so high and an unrealistic price? If anything, they're going to look at it for the sheer reason of, well, we're going to make an offer on the house that's priced at market value down the street. We were just curious what yours had to offer at such a high price, but they're not coming in there to buy. And so if we took that same property and we started at the 295, do you think we could work it up to the 310? If it's worth 310, we definitely could. If it's not worth 310, it's not going to happen, right? And how do we know what it's going to be. Well, it's it's math. The math tells us. So the CMA, the comparative market analysis, shows market value. And homes that are similar to the house we want to sell, that have sold ideally in the last six months, but we can go out as far as 12 months, those are the properties that we use to determine how much the home, the subject property is worth, how much it will take for buyers to come and take a look at it. Pricing a home properly is, is is certainly the key to getting everything started. One of my favorite stories when talking with sellers, and they explain to me that they're not comfortable reducing the price because they just think that that's not the reason why buyers aren't coming and looking at their homes. It's It's not because of the price. They think it's because of the marketing, the exposure that the property is getting. After trying to convince them multiple ways of how we advertise and how we market properties and how buyers find their home, a lot of times I'll come back to a story that I learned from someone else many years ago, which has to do with buying milk. And so I'll explain to a seller, do you guys buy milk? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, we buy milk. Where do you buy milk at? Well, we buy it down the street at the, uh, you know, one, two, three market. Oh, why do you buy milk there at the one, two, three market? Well, it's convenient and you know, it's, um, it's price right. And 
it's you know it's just a good deal and it's close by. Okay, I can I can get that. Well, what would it take for you to drive past there and go to the next grocery store? You know, four, five, six grocery store uh, and buy their milk. I don't know. Well, what if the one, two, three grocery store that you really like a lot decided that its milk is going to sell for twice, let's say $5 a gallon versus the $2.50 a gallon you're used to? Would you still buy milk at the one, two, three store? Or would you drive past the one, two, three store to buy it for two fifty a gallon uh, at the uh, four, five, six grocery store? And um, they'll say, well, no, I'd, I'd drive past the one, two, three to certainly to save 50% uh, off the price of milk. That's, uh, that's just ridiculous. Well, what if the one, two, three grocery store had, uh, had a big parade about how amazing their milk is and, uh, what a great, uh, what a great kind of milk that it is. And it's, and it's well worth the $5, even though the exact same brand, same milk, everything is down the street for two fifty. Would you buy milk from that grocery store if they marketed it more to tell you about their overpriced milk? Well, no. Even if they like uh, had parachuters jumping out of the sky and a big airplane with a banner that said "Buy our milk, five dollars a gallon," you still wouldn't buy the milk there. No, I'd drive past that grocery store and I'd buy it at the next one. Of course, that's what the seller's going to say. They understand it when I explain to them about milk, but they don't understand it when it has to do with pricing their home. By the end of the story, they've pretty much gotten my point. It's got nothing to do with marketing. In the world that we live in today with the Internet, the marketing is it's it's immediate as soon as a home is put into a multiple listing system or and uploaded into List Hub, which feeds it to all of the different search engines, which then feed it to multiple search engines. The exposure, the marketing is huge. But if you're marketing something at a price that is unreasonable, it doesn't matter how much marketing you do or what skill set you have. You can't sell a home for more than what a buyer's willing to pay. And buyers aren't going to even come and look at the product. They're not going to come and look at it unless it's priced properly. So for all of you sellers out there, Think about it. Do you really want to sell your house? Because if you do, you need to make it look like you're having a sale. Establish value. Show the buyers that you're interested, you're motivated in selling. If you're a buyer and you're out there and you're looking at homes, your agent should certainly be doing a market analysis for you as well so that you know how much homes in a certain neighborhood are selling for, what their do dollar per square footage is. Uh, everything that goes into establishing value. So that's going to wrap us up uh, on this podcast, establishing value. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, we will be having another podcast coming up. We're doing two a month. We're trying to focus on staying with real estate topics that certainly benefit buyers as well as sellers. And so uh, if you have a suggestion, please don't hesitate to send it over to us. My email is dwolf. W-O-L-F-E, D in the front for Doug, dwolf at redefy, R-E-D-E-F-Y dot com, as well as you're more than welcome to go to our website, bettercalledoug.com, that's my personal site, or realestatereckoning.com, reckoning is with a W. So we will be coming up with some uh, 
interesting topics, hopefully tools that you can use out there if you're looking to buy or sell real estate. Please don't hesitate to call me directly, 757-515-4728, 757-515-4728. And once again, dwolf at redify.com. We will be back in a couple of weeks with our next topic. And if you have something that you'd like to suggest, don't hesitate to let us know. Once again, thank you so much for attending.